The Edmonton Oilers win another one as they beat the Anaheim Ducks in Orange County 3-1. But how does this recent stretch of games show how the Edmonton Oilers have evolved? We will talk about that much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden, on today's episode after last night's massive 3-1 to victory over the Anaheim Ducks. The Edmonton Oilers are having one of the most impressive streaks in the NHL. But what has made this streak so impressive and shown the evolution of this team into a true Stanley Cup contender? We will talk about that in just a second. But also on today's episode, we're going to review that game from last night against the Anaheim Ducks as the Oilers walk away with another low-scoring win. Important low-scoring win. We will talk about that a little later on, and we will wrap up today's episode as we normally do after every Edmonton Oilers game with the good, the bad, and the ugly. However, today's episode does have a little bit of a twist. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, last night the Edmonton Oilers win 3-1 to one against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And it is the fourth straight game the Edmonton Oilers have won with allowing a goal or less. Starting off with that game against the uh, Los Angeles Kings last Thursday, 2 nothing win there. Then on Saturday, a 6 nothing win over the Anaheim Ducks, 2-1 against the Los Angeles Kings, and 3-1 uh, against the LA Kings, excuse me, and 3-1 against the uh, Anaheim Ducks as well last night. Low-scoring games. Now, the Edmonton Oilers did score six goals against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. But other than that, the Edmonton Oilers haven't scored more than three goals in any of the games outside of that Anaheim Ducks game. So I went through some of the numbers for the Edmonton Oilers, and just more specifically over the last four games, and it showed me something very interesting. And what it showed me was, how the Edmonton Oilers are winning games over this four-game stretch in a different way than they have been winning games basically all year. And it's important because this is the way playoff hockey is played, but this is the way the Edmonton Oilers will win games in the playoffs as well. We all know the Edmonton Oilers have offensive talent. The Edmonton Oilers are the first team since 1995-1996 to have three 100-point getters on their team. That was uh, the P Pittsburgh Penguins back in 95-96 with Mario Lemieux, Yamir Yager, and Ron Francis. Pretty good three, if you ask me. Now the Edmonton Oilers are doing it with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and just last night, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 100-point of the season. But the Edmonton Oilers, over the last four games, have had a goals for per 60 minutes of 
putting them 21st in the NHL. Doesn't really seem like a recipe for success. That's okay. Because the Edmonton Oilers don't necessarily need to be first in that category when they're first in this one. How about goals against per 60 minutes over the last four games? The Edmonton Oilers are first in the NHL, the entire league, over the last four games in goals against per 60 minutes at 0.58. And the Edmonton Oilers have done so by suppressing the opposition in their own end, a.k.a. defensive work. They have done so by being defensively sound, and they have done so twice over the last four games against a team that they are more than likely to see in the playoffs, if not the first round of the playoffs. The Edmonton Oilers shots four per 60 minutes over the last four games sits third in the NHL with 38.99 and has a goal differential per 60 minutes in the NHL of a 1.57, which sits third in the NHL as well. But it doesn't stop there with how the Edmonton Oilers are changing the way they play. Because the Edmonton Oilers have become more physical. Something that a lot of people at the start of the year sat there and said, the Edmonton Oilers are getting pushed around, they, they, they look scared, they aren't competitive in games where they're getting pushed around. And there were times earlier in the year, even you can take a look, even before the Los Angeles Kings game on January 9th, that the Edmonton Oilers were getting pushed around and just, they lost those games when they were physically outmanned. Then that January 9th game came against the, uh, in nine, January 9th game came, there we go, uh, came against the Los Angeles Kings. And the Edmonton Oilers got fights from Yesa Puliarvi, Zach Hyman, and Kleem Costin, all in the same night. And from there on out, the Edmonton Oilers had a different mindset. The next game, the Edmonton Oilers entered into their lineup a six foot seven giant in Vinny DeHarnay. Then at the deadline, the Edmonton Oilers acquire a six foot four defenseman by the name of Matthias Ekholm, who is notoriously known around the league for being super difficult to play against. Oh, and by the way, their other acquisition at the deadline is six foot six in Nick Bukestad. The Edmonton Oilers also acquired, quote unquote, Evander Kane after being injured for half of the year. He is now back in the Edmonton Oilers lineup. And all of a sudden, the Edmonton Oilers are a much more difficult, bigger team to play against, tougher team to play against. And it shows in the last four games. Hits at 5-on-5 for the Edmonton Oilers are 101. They sit third in the NHL when it comes to hits. And the hit differential between the Edmont or for the Edmonton Oilers, so how many hits they dish between and how many uh, hits that they take, is at a plus 33. They out-hit the opposition in the last four games by 33 hits. They are demolishing whatever team they play against. Offensively, defensively, 
on the body, on the puck. It doesn't matter. The Edmonton Oilers are coming and punishing bodies. Then, in the face-off dot, the Edmonton Oilers have also been one of the best teams in the league. First, when it comes to total face-off wins. First in the NHL in face-off wins with 107 and the face-off differential of a 15, putting them fifth in the NHL. The Edmonton Oilers are figuring out these little things that ailed them earlier on in the year at the perfect time. Two more things I want to mention over the last four games. The penalty kill for the Edmonton Oilers has been elite. For, tied for first in the NHL for penalty kill and tied for second when it comes to net penalty kill. So when net penalty kill comes into the conversation, there's obviously double minors and majors and a whole bunch of other things that go into a double minor or goes into a penalty. The Edmonton Oilers sit tied for second at net penalty or penalty killing at 118.2%. The Edmonton Oilers aren't just shutting down the opposition on the penalty kill. They are dominating on the penalty kill in their own end without the puck. So much so that the Edmonton Oilers goals against per 60 minutes over the last four games, who sit with a uh, one goal against or under is Cody Ceci, Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, Matthias Ekholm, Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, Zach Hyman, and Connor McDavid. Kyler Yamamoto has an even one, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins has a 1.02. That would make... Cody CC, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That would make 10 Edmonton Oilers. Have the Edmonton Oilers would have 10 players in the top 50 of goals against per 60 minutes over the last four games. Including their top two pairings in Darnell Nurse and Cody CC and Matthias Ekholm and Evan Bouchard. This Edmonton Oilers team not only knows how to score and win games by doing so, this Edmonton Oilers team is going out there and winning games by any means necessary. And that is an issue for any team in the Western Conference heading into the playoffs next week. Yes, next week. Well... Monday next, well, Monday of the week after, but we're basically there as the season ends next week anyways. Alrighty, let's talk a little more about last night's game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Anaheim Ducks. We will do that in just a second, but first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. And yesterday I was telling you it was the battle for LA, the Clippers and the Lakers, and guess who came out? 
out on top. None other than the true kings themselves, the Los Angeles Clippers. So maybe it's time to listen to what I have to say about basketball. Either way, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out on a chance at your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba Alrighty, let's move on to last night's win for the Edmonton Oilers as they beat the LA, not the LA Kings, the Anaheim Ducks, although they did beat the LA Kings 3-1 as well, but a 3-1 win for the Oilers over the Ducks last night in Orange County as the Oilers win another second of a back-to-back in California. Hmm, Shocker there, but... The Edmonton Oilers did it without basically Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl once again as the Edmonton Oilers were able to win with depth scoring. Clean Costin getting the scoring started for the Oilers with his 11th goal of the year. Now, the thing about the Clean Costin goal is that Clean Costin getting the puck off the uh, blue line from Vinny DeHarnay, kind of a weird accidental give and go with Matthias Janmark and a great goal and finish by Clean Costin. Costin is a very underrated hands guy. He can shoot the puck. He is always around the net and you could really tell the difference in confidence when you watch Clean Costin against Yessa Puliyarvi. And yes, I know I'm bringing up Yessa Puliyarvi again, even though he is traded. But you watch how Yessa Puliyarvi played with the puck, even plays with the puck now. He was almost scared to have the puck in a way that he just wasn't sure what to do with it in a way that would help the Edmonton Oilers immediately. When it comes to clean Costin, that guy can hold the puck, skate with the puck, put his head up and look for a pass or look for a shooting lane. He is very confident with the puck, and he's difficult to knock off the puck at the same time. He is a big body with great feet, and he showed it again last night. So much so that uh, by the end of the game, Clean Costin was on the third line alongside uh, with, uh, who was it uh, out there? It was uh, the Edmonton Oilers were lining up next to Nick Bugstad and uh, Matthias Janmark. There we go. Excuse my brain fart there. I was trying to put together the lines really quickly. Uh, but yes, Clean Costin finished the game uh, on the third line with Nick Bugstad and Matthias Janmark. Not too bad. I wouldn't mind seeing that down the uh, stretch as well. Also seeing a line of Fogel, Shore, and Ryan. That is a heavy-duty, uh, hard-fighting line as well. So I don't mind that line as well. Speaking of the third line as well, Nick Bukestad getting the game-winning goal for the Edmonton Oilers. Clean Costin also getting an assist on this one as well. Uh, as Clean Costin actually had two points on the night. But Nick Bukestad, his 17th goal of the season. The game winning goal at the end of the night. Now, Nick Bukestad has two more goals than Jonathan Huberdeau this year. Yeah, you know, the guy who was traded for Matthew Kachuk. Nick Bukestad has two more goals than that guy this season, and he is playing on the Edmonton Oilers' third line. 
The Edmonton Oilers have 10 or 11 players, I believe it's 10 players, with 10 or more goals this season. And that includes Nick Bukestad. Isn't that, for teams, for a team, I should say, who hasn't really had a lot of depth scoring in the past, and I continuously bring up Joachim Nygaard and Gaetan Haas and those type of players, and now the Edmonton Oilers have guys like Nick Bukestad, Derek Ryan, Clem uh, Costin, Warren Fogle, who are all in their bottom six, but can contribute 10-plus goals in the season. Same with Kyler Yamamoto, who has been hurt this year, has been snake-bitten when it comes to the score sheet as well, but he too has more than 10 goals this year as well. 20 goals last season. If he was healthy and had some better luck, he probably would have been closer to that number again this year. And Nick Bukestad is just a, a real embodiment of that bottom six effort and once again we mentioned against the LA Kings Nick Bukestad was an offensive force for the Oilers in that game as well one of the highest expected goals uh in that game at five on five so Nick Bukestad has been a fantastic addition for the Edmonton Oilers so far then the empty net goal for Zach Hyman put the game away for the Edmonton Oilers, but it was also there where Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets his 100th NH or his 100th uh, point on the season. I was going to say it was 100th career point. That was not it at all. But also on the goal, Zach Hyman gets his 35th goal of the year. The Edmonton Oilers production from all over the place has been. Astounding. It has been absolutely amazing to see. And the fact that the Edmonton Oilers can continue to win these games in these ways shows just how special this team is. The 3-1 win for the Oilers improves their record to 47-23-9 and on the year. 103 points. And they are now one point back of the Vegas Golden Knights as they are now second in the Pacific Division once again. And guess what happens tonight? The Los Angeles Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights face off against each other in a massive game. So, depending on the result there, the game on Saturday for the Edmonton Oilers could be for the top spot in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. All of that turmoil we have gone through all year with the Edmonton Oilers finally comes down to basically this week and to see if the Edmonton Oilers are able to take top spot not only in the Pacific Division, but the Western Conference as well as the Edmonton Oilers face off against the San Jose Sharks Saturday for a 2 o'clock matinee. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the good, the bad, and the ugly, kind of from last night's game. This one has a little bit of flair to it. We will talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all at Indeed. 
Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the good, the bad, and the ugly from today's episode is not necessarily from last night's game directly. However, the good, the bad, and the ugly do come from the things that happened last night, if that makes sense. So, without boggling your mind anymore, let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly from kind of last night's game, but more the future and the bigger picture for the Edmonton Oilers. The good being wins, baby. Win, 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 no matter what. Listen to these different records for the Edmonton Oilers over the last... mm, Different time frames, really. Over the last 12 games, the Edmonton Oilers are 11-0-2. Over the last 13 games against Pacific Division opponents, the Edmonton Oilers are 12-0-1. In the last 20 games against Western Conference rivals, the Edmonton Oilers are 17-1-2. Since March 1st, the Edmonton Oilers are 15-2-1, which is first in the NHL. And since January 9th, which was the game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings, 6-3 win for the LA Kings, which was really the turning point for the Edmonton Oilers, 26-6-6. First in the NHL. The Edmonton Oilers continue to win, 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 and I'm not going to do it 26 times. But what it also shows is that the Edmonton Oilers have won, but the Edmonton Oilers have won in different ways, which we have shown and talked about in this episode already alone, but we can go back and talk about the blowouts, the close 3-2 win against the Boston Bruins, their first shutout against the LA Kings just last week, the big 7-4 touchdown win for the Edmonton Oilers over the the Vegas Golden Knights. The Edmonton Oilers have continually done it to the point where it's almost sickening to me when I see any other media go, is this team for real? Yes. The Edmonton Oilers are for real. And I know the big thing for the Edmonton Oilers is, oh, their power play is so good. Does that really matter in the playoffs? Well, that goes into my bad. And the bad is this power play rhetoric that people seem to be talking about heading into the playoffs. Hey, how about we do an ounce of maybe research and let's talk about the real happenings between the penalties in regular season to the playoffs, which is what I did. In 2021, in the regular season, the Edmonton Oilers drew uh, in uh, penalties through 60 minutes. In the regular season, 3.24 penalties per game, so per 60 minutes, which was 31st in the NHL. In the playoffs, 
the Edmonton Oilers drew 4.59 over one full penalty each game in the power or in the playoffs. The Edmonton Oilers were on the power play. They were 10th in the NHL out of the 16 teams, but 10th out of the 31st that they were in the regular season. Then, last season, in the NHL, the most amount of penalties drawn in a single game, or per 60 minutes, I should say, so the most amount of penalties drawn per 60 minutes, the most in the NHL was by Nashville with a 4.41. In the playoffs, the Calgary Flames led the NHL in penalties drawn per game with 5.59. These aren't little 0.5 half a penalty percent. These are not uh, 0.25 a quarter of a penalty. And yes, that seems a little mundane, but if you're getting an extra penalty every four games, that's kind of what it's kind of saying there. But these are one full penalty each 60 minutes. Every game, this team is getting an extra power play. And the Edmonton Oilers have scored in every single game on the power play, where they have had at least three or more power plays in the game. Taking a look at last year's number, well, the Edmonton Oilers are going to be scoring a lot of power play goals in the playoffs if they are getting around 4.59 power plays per game in the playoffs. So what is this, oh, we all know that it's five on five in the playoffs, and even if you do have a good power play, it doesn't really matter. Really? It doesn't seem that way. Seems like hmm, maybe there's more opportunities on the power play. So the bad kind of coming out of last night's game, but also more just me getting something off of my back here or the chest, really. The power play rhetoric. Get it out of your, your mouth here. Do some research. There are more power play opportunities in the playoffs than there are in the regular season. And the ugly. From last night's game, oh, sorry, before we actually move on, I do have one more interesting stat from uh, the power plays. This season, the NHL as a whole has the ninth best power play percentage in NHL history with 21.63%. The ninth best power play percentage in NHL history as a league whole. The league's penalty-killing percentage is 51st in the NHL, in NHL history. This is the 51st best penalty-killing percentage in NHL history for a season. So not only are there going to be more power plays in the playoffs, but this season alone, power plays have been more potent and penalty kills have not been as good. So maybe having a good power play in the playoffs is maybe a little bit more important than people are letting on. Let's, let's leave that there. That was one note that I actually really wanted to mention. But the ugly, let's get to the ugly. And the ugly being the Pacific division race it is ugly but it is exciting as mentioned the vegas golden knights and the la kings play tonight depending on that game the edmonton oilers could be within one point of the top spot in the pacific division and western conference as the vegas golden knights sit with 104 points 
As of right now, as of recording, the Edmonton Oilers sit second, one point back with 103 points, and the Los Angeles Kings have 100 points even. By the end of the night, these three teams could be separated by two points total. By the end of the night, the Vegas Golden Knights could be top with 104 points. The Edmonton Oilers second with 103 points and the Los Angeles Kings third with 102 points. That is going to be an unbelievable race for the final week of the NHL season. So the good from kind of last night's game, but the bigger picture for the Edmonton Oilers being wins, baby. 11-0-1 in their last 12. 12-0-1 against the Pacific Division in their last 13. 17-1-2 in their last 20 against the Western Conference. 15-2-1 since the addition of Matthias Ekholm. And 26-6-6 since January 9th, first in the NHL. In the last two numbers This bad from the bigger picture For the Edmonton Oilers The power play rhetoric Everybody says there's not as many power plays In the playoffs Well contrary to popular belief There's actually more power plays In the playoffs And the NHL has better power plays Than they almost have ever in their lifetime So mm, shut your mouth And the ugly being The specific division race By the end of tonight all teams could be separated by one point between one to three. How exciting it is. Ugh. Isn't it fun to be in oil country? Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode. I do want to mention, of course, uh, today marks the five-year anniversary of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. Of course, we are always humbled strong, thinking of every single family in Humboldt and on that Humboldt Broncos team, a true tragedy and something that really never leaves any hockey fans' minds. So remember to put your sticks out tonight and today and remember those in the Humboldt Broncos organization. Thank you so much for joining me today for Locked On Oilers as the Edmonton Oilers face off against the San Jose Sharks on Saturday at 2 o'clock matinee. We shall have a full preview tomorrow, but until then, celebrate last night's victory and all the way through, you can all play La Bamba, baby.